0: to the podcast Biblical Question. I'm excited that you've taken time out of your day to download this podcast and listen to it. We pray and hope that it is edifying for you and encouraging. We also hope and pray that you would share our links and how you found us with your friends and family if you are enjoying us. We also uh, encourage you to go to our webpage where you, you can find links to our uh, social media accounts, a way of contacting us, as well as our statement of faith. And that is at biblicalquestion.com, all lowercase. Today I want to talk about vision killers. I'll start off by reading a verse out of Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another as important as yourself. Do not merely look out for your own personal interest, but also for the interest of others. Well, listeners, I want to talking about this vision-killer idea. And sadly, we've, I've seen people in the Lord's Church kill visions and hopes of mission work and whatnot. But the church is really about reaching out to people. Somebody told you, if you're a Christian, they reached out to you and told you about Christ. You know, I've read articles that say if, if a young person is taught the gospel and is converted by the Holy Spirit, they will reach 19% of their family. If a woman is converted, she will reach 32% of her family. If a man is converted, he will reach 82% of his family. I have more statistics and things, and perhaps later in the podcast I will cite them and give you where I found that information. When the Spirit of God makes, He makes some amazing things happen, and I've been a witness to this. Barriers are, are broken down, uh, communities are formed, opposites are reconciled, uh, unity established, diseases are cured. Additionally, it is uh, broken cities can be renewed, races can be reconciled, hope is established. People are blessed, and church happens. Today the Spirit of God is present and working, and he is doing all kinds of things, as long as you and I do not kill the vision. We all need to be ready, because, see, God is always up to something. People who are discouraged, cheer up. People who are dishonest, fess up, stop stealing, or stop lying. People with sour attitudes, let, let's sweeten up your attitude. close minded people, let's, let's open up our minds. Gossipers, you, you need to stop. People who are in a conflict with each other, let's make up. Let's get along. Sleeping Christian, wake up. A lukewarm people, fire up. Dry bones, let's shake them up. And those who just sit on the pew, stand up and get moving. Some people in America might call them pew potatoes, kind of like couch potato. But most of us all who are Christians, uh, Christ, the Savior, he has lifted up this world in order to be united, and to be lifted up in Christ our Savior, we must first be a mindful people. And we need to know that there are vision killers out there who want to destroy the church. So what are vision killers in the church? Well, let's try to answer that question today in this podcast. If you want to turn to John chapter 17, I'll be there in just a moment, and then we'll go to Malachi as well. The vision is that Christ's vision, here is what he has in mind as he prays right before his crucifixion. In John chapter 17, please open your Bible if you have one and follow along. John 17 verses 20 through 23. I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those who also believe in me through their word, that they may all become one even as you father are in me and i in you that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me the glory which you had given me i had given to them that they may be one just as we are one i in them you in me that they may be perfected in unity, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you have loved me. See, listeners, the one thing that Jesus this is really the true Lord's prayer here, John seventeen, He prays for unity. He prayed for all people who believed the gospel message through the written word, the apostles. That gospel message is just one message. Jesus says, just like the Father and the Son are one, it is through the glory given by Christ that we, as Christians, are one. Yet within the church, denominations, uh, divisions and disagreement seem to go on all the time. This is not that oneness that Christ prayed for. I've often asked myself, why? Why is it that with one simple plan, with one simple commission, with one simple vision, the church is not as successful as God really probably intended it to be? It is, I I think, it's because of vision killers. And that's my first point I want to come to today. Vision killers are complacent. One group of those that kill the vision and unity of the church is is by becoming uh, complacent. These are people that have a difficult time attending services for whatever reason. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 says, Not forsaking our own assembly together, as the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And that the more as you see the day drawing near. You see, these people have allowed the world to to reset their priorities. They're going back to their old religious ways, out of Christianity, back into Judaism or paganism. In some places in the world, that has never changed. They're always here when the doors are open at a a, a local church. And I'm I'm not speaking to those from time to time who, who miss church because it's uncontrollable. They get sick, there's an accident. You know, there's understandable things. I'm talking about those who come to church only when it's convenient for them to do so. When there's a big meal or, you know, something, they want people to see them there for some reason. They usually are people that create this this disunity through complaints. uh, They gripe, but are not here often in, in a worship service to really warrant such a complaint. Or circumstance, You see, they are vision killers because they have not spent enough time with God to see the overall situation. They haven't grown and matured uh, with the local congregation and what that congregation might be trying to achieve. Nor have they personally uh, been, again, on a regular basis with anything, including meetings and, and Bible studies or whatever. These people are also complacent because, and they're giving to God. And I mean giving to God in money, in your time, in your talent. People who, who see the problems of the church are very quick to point out these problems, but they are not quick to offer solutions or freely give up their own time, a uh, little on their money. We had this in a previous podcast out of Malachi chapter 3, uh, 8 and 10. It says, Will a man rob God, yet you are robbing me. But you say, How have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, so that there may be food in my house. And test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up for you the windows of heaven and pour out blessings until it overflows. You see, vision killers, they say, uh, there's not enough money to do what God wants us to do, and yet uh, they are not testing God in this promise to bless. And this is one of the places God says we can really test him on. By giving correctly out of the heart, giving back to God. Nothing can kill uh, God's vision for His church faster than a church body uh, on people that will not show their faith by giving back just a portion of the money that God has blessed them with. So many congregations today argue about whether their money should be spent on, and yet it's not really their money. It belongs to God. God has given us, especially in, in America, such an abundance, a blessing, of wealth overall. Now, not everybody in America is wealthy. I understand that. But God has given us His best, and that would be Jesus, His Son, who died for our sins, and and He really deserves our very best in return. Vision killers, they they are complacent, in giving they're complacent in their attendance, their money, their efforts. And a very popular Christian music group. They wrote a song that kind of sums up vision killers and the problem with the unity of the church. And I'm going to read a little bit of the lyrics here. If we are the body, we aren't in his arms reaching. Why aren't your hands healing? Why aren't his words teaching? And if we are the body, why aren't his feet going? Why is his love not showing them there's a way? Jesus is the way. We are the body. Paul would write to the church in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16, From whom the whole body, being fitted and held together, but what every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body, for the building up of a self in love. You see, each part does its work. We are his arms, and we are to be reaching out. We are his hands, and we are to be healing those who are hurting in our world. We are his feet. Are we really going to the entire world? We are his lips, his voice, in this world are we really teaching the truth and the complete gospel message we are the ones we are the body that shows true love and the reflection of Jesus to this world in very practical ways and are we doing that as Christians you know I I, I knocked the church in America a lot, and they probably de- deserve it to a point the church in America, though on the other hand, we've been attacked by these diseases of, of empathy and complacency It seems like uh, a barnyard duck. American Christians have gotten tamed, spoiled, and in this process, we really have forgotten who we are and who do we belong to and therefore who and what we are about complacency you know this this idea of being complacent it's a disease and it really sneaks up on you you just it just doesn't suddenly happen a christian based polling company called uh, barnard research reported in, in 1991 i realize that's quite a few years ago but Americans have become more spiritually complacent. Forty percent of born-again Christians do not attend church, read a Bible, in a typical week. Thirty percent are not absolutely committed to the Christian faith. And get this, 70 percent are not involved in a small group that meets for spiritual purposes. The percent age of adults who can be classified as a born-again rose from 35% in 1991 to 41% in 2001. However, uh, participation in four key behaviors uh, declined. Bible reading was down uh, to 37% from 45%. Church attendance was at 49% had dropped to 42 voluntary at church went from 27 percent to 20 percent and adult sunday school attendance went from 23 percent to 19 percent you see there is a decline and it's really uh, really escalated even since this last uh, survey that i was able to find uh, the second point i really want to talk about is vision counselors. Uh, they're carnal the vision of the church can be killed by those who are sidetracked by desires of the flesh. Those who are willing to, to conform to the patterns of this world. Again, Apostle Paul, he would write to the church in Rome in chapter 12, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is that which is good and acceptable and perfect. How can we test and and approve of what God's vision is for the church if we're allowing our lives to be patterned around us by what the world says that we should do and not do? God wants all of us to say, let his perfect will be done. How can we be united if we're all about me, myself, and I, or ourselves. You see, we all must all live a life that Christ has called us to live. Again, the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 4. Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling in which you have been called. With all humility gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. You see, everyone who's a Christian has been given this task to help build the kingdom. But allowing the world to tell us what is right and what is wrong keeps us. It stops us. From seeing that God is the one that we need to serve and not this world. Spirit given abilities or talents are needed. But spirit produced fruit is more significant. Those with vision know God's vision and not ours. They know God gives us the knowledge and the talents that we need. And we all have those things if we're in the spirit of god he really requires us in our willingness to serve him if we are his servants and we are united in one common cause yet those who kill the vision are are following the world and not christ they are seeing things through the eyes of the world they are They see a world that says, Have it your way. You deserve a break today. Have your best life now. Live and let live. Perhaps uh, the world has convinced us that it's okay to speak less than the truth because of being politically correct. Again, uh, uh, chapter 4 of Ephesians, just a little down, verse 25 says, Therefore, Laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you, with this neighbor, for we are members of one another. So let us call what it is, sin is a sin. Let us guard against the wrongs that we see in our world and, and within our local congregations. Let us teach the truth and know the truth. Let us speak with hope in which we have in Christ, and not with this political correctness that the world says that we must use our talk, our speech needs to be truthful, and it does need to be kind, considerate, and wholesome and when people say, "Well, we really do need to be politically correct, well, Jesus was never politically correct, if you think he was, you've not read the Gospels they calling people snakes or vipers or a man full of dead men's bones and whatnot, that's not very politically correct. But we need really to have positive talk. We need to be full of hope and kindness that others that hear the message, they might say, you know what, there could be a benefit from understanding Christ. And we also could see... I have a better understanding of our commitment to Christ if we just have hope, speak positive, and show others who Jesus is. We have been taught about our uh our formal way of life, a uh, living a worldly life, and we really know that we are not to continue this type of lifestyle and the ways of the world. Finally, the last group of the vision killers. Uh, We want to talk about on the podcast today is uh, their critics, always criticizing. That's the third point. Vision killers are those that are critical of everything they see. They they may not have solutions to the problems, uh, may never ever offer one, but they sure are quick to shoot down anyone who has a vision. A preacher thought God gave him an idea and. And he presented it in his monthly uh, church meeting. After giving his most passionate plea and really selling the idea to the church leaders, uh, they voted and they voted it down because the preachers proposed the change. They didn't want it. The head elder looked at the preacher and said, Well, uh, preacher, it's 12 votes to one. Looks like you have been uh, outvoted. Looks like time is up for this evening, so please close this meeting in prayer. The preacher, not wanting to give up yet on what he felt God had led him to do and say, then prayed. And as he prayed, he, he lifted up his hands to heaven and he prayed, Lord, I know my brothers here do not have the same vision that you had given me. Please help them to see that this is not my vision, but your vision. At that exact moment, a lightning bolt with a loud clap of thunder burst into the window area there of the meeting room, striking the table and splitting it in two and knocking the elder to the floor. on, as the dust cleared, the preacher looked at the head elder and said, So, what do you think about that? And the head elder dusting himself off, he, he sighed and said, Well, I guess it's 12 votes to 2 then. And it's kind of kind of like a, a huddle in a football game. 100,000 people did not pay hundreds of dollars for a ticket to watch a football team huddle up. What if you went to the game and for two and a half hours you watched 11 men standing around in a circle talking? People would not like that. They would be booed. They would demand a refund. And they certainly would not have many fans after that. You see, that that's not what you were paying for. Those 100,000 people paid all that money to see what the difference makes outside of the huddle. What they want to know is, having called to play in secret, did it work in public? The challenge for the church is not what we do what we call on our Sunday morning huddle but what we do when we break our huddle after services are over and we head to our Sunday morning assignment. You see the evil one he's always lining up against us. What difference does it make uh, that we're Christians? That would be a question that he might throw at you. Vision killers will, will talk things to death. You see, but God wants us to go. He wants us to be on the move and to give his room uh, that he needs for the congregation to complete its job. God has a vision for all of his people, and the Bible tells us in Proverbs 29:18, uh, out of the King James says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. We cannot allow anyone to kill God's vision for his church and for us as individuals as well. And today in this podcast, we we really need to ask ourselves if we're responsible for killing God's vision and killing that vision for his church. Are we complacent, not doing as God has asked us to be doing? Do, Do we attend services every chance that we get? Or are we setting our priorities according to our own needs, and desires? Do we give our time, our, our our, knowledge, our wisdom, and our finances as God has commanded or have we become complacent thinking, well, others can simply take care of those needs? Do we Do we follow the path that God has set out for us? Or are we carnal? Are we being fleshy? Are we following the ways of the world? Have we lived the life that's worthy of calling? Has Christ influenced us? Have we allowed the Holy Spirit to influence our lives or are we being conformed to the patterns of this world? Are we a positive people or are we a critical people seeing only negatives about church, scripture, and the duties that we have? I certainly hope you listeners now, we are all united in Christ's vision. And if not, why not? And what about getting it fixed? What are you doing to fix the problem? You see, you and I, we can be united in Christ's vision by obeying the gospel call. And part of that is telling others who Jesus is. Part of that is giving our time back to christ part of that is giving and supporting mission work find a mission that you want to support and support it and pray about it i would encourage you to do that well the podcast is yours this week i hope you tune in next week please tell others about us and for more information about us go to biblicalquestion.com and we certainly thank you again for taking time out of your day to listen to us may God bless you may he have the glory